Thank you for tuning in and listening. We are delighted to welcome you to the podcast of Fiona Arrigo, founder of the award-winning The Arrigo Programme and A Place to Heal. Fiona Arrigo is one of the foremost internationally acclaimed intuitive healers, a biodynamic psychotherapist, mentor and life teacher, and is acknowledged as a leader in her field. The theme in this episode of Sunday Sanctuary is Meeting the Changes, where Fiona reflects on being safe, the development into the power of love, and asking, what are we contributing in our day-to-day lives in these changing times? Welcome back to Sunday Sanctuary, meeting the changes, being safe, our development into the power of love, and what we are all individually contributing in our day-to-day lives for these times. Let's begin with gratitude. We have water to drink, food to eat, our clouds in the sky, our feet on our earth, clothes to wear, heating in our homes, all the things that we can be grateful for. And for gratitude to each other in this moment and really deep gratitude for yourself. Just take a breath here to really feel into this space of gratitude. I always light a candle to represent the work we are going to do. So I'll just do that now. I have been so looking forward to seeing you all again. It's been two months since we last got together. And I always like to see how the energies are going to flow from the Chinese New Year, which was just a couple of days ago, where I feel the energies are just beginning to take shape for the year. And I'd like to welcome all the newcomers, a lot of new faces here to our tribe. And just to say for those that haven't worked with me before, I'm simply sharing my observations. This is not the word. It is for us all at this time now more than ever to find out what is true for you. But my hope and sincerity is that this will be a supportive time for us to be together. And I am painting a picture. It's not so much about accuracy. And hopefully, this will be supportive for you. Sunday Sanctuary is about coming together, caring for each other, supporting each other, and really to help us all together to anchor the changes, to keep our arrows, our intentions clear and strong as we journey through these times of great, great change and COVID-19. And the end of things, so many things, as we have known them. 
to notice together that a new world order is being born. We are it and it is us and the part we play and our contribution to this. So I'll speak for about 30 minutes and then open it up for anybody who wants to speak or share, bring a contribution, bring thoughts, bring any issues that you may feel you need support in. And if we have time at the end, I will, bring, I will make um, a short meditation. And we will be stopping as we move through to consciously take a breath together. So I'm not just talking, talking, talking at you, but a chance for us to stop, to breathe, to assimilate, and for me <laughs> to have a glass of water. So let's take a breath as we welcome each other to this part of our morning together. It cannot be stressed enough that we are building together. And even though the old ways are all around us, keeping our collaborate hearts strong is key, key for these times. Everything we are looking at in a world, a collective, that has been so out of balance with nature, its rhythms, its cycles, life, greed, loss of respect, loss of reverence, loss of care for each other, loss of care for the planet. And now here we find ourselves as a result of all this, in this great, great undoing. It's strong for sure, and it's tough. But I believe within all this, we are being called to hugely step up, take another giant leap, and we are in a call for action. And this will continue. This isn't just one moment. This is an entire process that is going to take a long time as we continue to make this journey. We are being called to step up and will be continually called to step up and let go and respond in our own ways to a call for action. We are getting cracked in half because our understanding of how life has worked has often been so small and in a way we have been kept so tiny. We've been divided and conquered, cut and pasted. Decisions have been made for us about what type of person can have power or not have power, that animals don't have any consciousness, that nature doesn't have any consciousness. This kind of thinking is now getting dissolved. And there is a much, much 
bigger birth happening. And we are right in it. We are dancing astrologically between so many huge configurations, but particularly the relationship between expansion, Jupiter in Aquarius, and constriction, Saturn in Aquarius, as we enter into the birth of the age of Aquarius. Both these are on the menu. Expansion, possibility, and restriction, masks, not being able to leave the house, Saturn. So as today is Valentine's Day, I want to start with this very important consideration that we are radically shifting from the love of power to the power of love. From the love of power, let's just consider that, to the power of love. Let's drink that in and really think about this for a minute. And what does this mean? And take a breath. Love as an intelligence, not as a sentimentality, is the increasing dimensional shift that we need to be honing in on. When we truly understand the power of love, there is no such thing as shortage. It is a different way to live and feel and be, a different stream of living. It's an intelligence. And in the past, we've been living from concretization, uh, a locking in of matter and thought. And now, through all these shifts and changes, we are being offered, because it's here, an understanding to work more within a fifth dimensional stream of awareness. Trusting love, which is not emotional, and its capacity to transform us. Each of us is being invited to live in a new way and to deepen our choices and our courage. I know it's strong right now, and we may also feel with all this constriction, very challenged in ourselves, our work, and our personal relationships. The love of power is the destructive force that we are coming out of as a collective. We are learning to care, become conscious, and most importantly, to empower one another, to think about the other, to think about nature, to think about our trees, our plants, our position within all this together, a new way of living together. When we direct our energy to support the care of others, we will move beyond the limits of ourselves and our smaller selves. Take a breath. 
let things settle. You don't have to take this on. Just find what is true for you as possibility. One of the other very important aspects that I really want to stress is safety. And what does that mean in these, in these times when our whole planetary brain is in a state of upset? How do we make the connection to safety? And absolutely 100% we have to take accountability and responsibility to soothe and calm ourselves and keep building emotional resilience, which is built on a deep sense of self-trust and coming into our own center time and time again. It is about daily housekeeping and checking in to see how you are and what you are giving out and from what state are you living and what are you agreeing to. So we need to keep as much time as we can. We talked a lot about this last year. Establishing the deepening interrelationship for yourself, for your own roots, which will keep you balanced in all this collective noise that is going around and you keep returning to yourselves. You are your safe harbor. Other tribe helps, community is hugely supportive, but if we can bring our safe harbors to each other, how quickly will we start to transform this? In the past, the old paradigm has kept us out of our bodies and at the mercy of every emotion, every sensation, every response, every trigger, every desire, every gratification, feed, 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 taking us away from ourselves. So the prayer of today is returning to the self asking us all to come into ourselves and to build inner trust, as I said, inner resilience and inner relationship. Our brains have been responsive in two primary reactive styles. Um, the fear of, of when we're threatened and when we feel unsafe. So our brains respond if we are threatened concerned, worried about livelihood survival. This pushes us into fight and flight, which you all know about, or it pushes us into give up, submit, freeze and shut down. And what we're trying to do on our evolutionary journey is find a different way of being that is not fight, flight, freeze, shut down so that we come out of and away even though the reptilian brain is part of survival and the limbic brain we're really trying as we evolve to hang out in the neocortex 
where we are um, fostering and cultivating different thought streams that calm the systems down. And it's continuously looking at, are we safe or are we perceiving danger? And how can we come into this state in a way many of us call neutrality, which is not non-responsiveness, but it's coming from a place where we can be calm and in peace and in self-knowing. So we feel safe in the harbor of ourselves. And so the cultivation of as much inner peace, space for you in your day, please drink that medicine. You need, this is the new currency. You need space, you need expansion, you need meditation to set your day off, you need walking in nature, you need laughing with your friends, laughter, laughter, laughter is the medicine of love. Being with your children, cultivating joy and slowing down. This, All these things that you know that we're talking about and repeating and repeating and repeating so we can get into that stream of consciousness together because it is here and it is present. But it's not if we are in fight, flight, fear, freeze, listening to the chaos. The chaos will destabilize us. So our evolutionary journey is not about denial. We are going to feel, we need to feel. And for sure, we need to be in, in contact with our shadows because this is how we transform. This is not about a denial consciousness. But it is about the support to get to, to higher ground, raising our thought field and experiences and being responsible in our housekeeping for this in our day. As I said, it's about learning to build this steadiness, self-regulation. It's not about being off with the fairies, being ungrounded, being a space cadet, being in la-la. That's the last place you need to be. You need to be here in our bodies with our feet on the ground. Supra-present. And so the, the more we expand, the more we cultivate, the more we are able to hold of life, all of it. It's negative and it's positive. So it's strengthening, cultivating, strengthening, cultivating as much in your lives as you can of beauty, creativity, kindness, care, compassion, openness, free thought, super important, what is right and truthful for you, and really being in nature. These trees and these teacher plants have so much wisdom that they want to give to us. So take a breath. And just notice how you can really take care of yourself to come out of startle, fight, flight, freeze, and come into this place where you can find 
daily, minute by minute, your own connection to feeling safe and connected. This is the medicine for now. And this, beloveds, will strengthen and support your immune system. Being scared, being in fear, weakens the immune system, as we know. So this is time to upgrade, to rest, to restore, to reset. And I feel personally, this is our, our personal responsibility to the collective. The more grounded, spacious, anchored we are, the more we settle the world around us, the more our energy affects the whole. This is the Aquarian way, how we come into relationship with everything through our own sense of being and not giving our energy away the more we establish our own sense of being, the more we connect to our own sense of being, the more we will be effective in the world. We have to learn not to spin out. And as I said, to laugh, this is, this is serious matter, but it's also light matter. There is, I feel at this moment in time, so much hope for us, so much creativity, so much possibility. And I often see like a, a dragon of kindness surfing in between all this stuff that's breaking away and bringing such intentionality of all these values that I'm talking about this morning and you know. And imagine if a critical mass of us are being led by our deepest wisdom, if a critical mass of us is being led by our deepest wisdom, our deepest inner trust, our deepest inner safety, how this could lead us all together as a collective into higher ground. And don't bother going out saying, looking at our politicians, bless them, and looking at the world of finance, bless them, and look at the world of pharmaceuticals, bless them. Don't even waste your energy going there because you don't want to have the energy of criticism, judgment. You want to have the energy of discernment, which I've talked about so much last year, to know what is right and wrong for you. But don't waste energy being pulled into what is right and wrong because it will deplete you. The minute you switch channels and start looking at something else, whatever you're looking at will affect your energy. And just know that we are coming into this generation, this beautiful generation, together. This is not the age of a guru. Together, we are the ones that we are waiting for. Together, we become planetary caretakers in everything that we're doing. Together, we learn to care for each other. Together, we learn to care for ourselves so we can be so um, available for another. This old model of self-gain is going. 
and this new model of gaining a self so we can contribute to this place, to the world. So switching from self-gain to gaining of the self, to be able to share the fruits, the wisdoms, the hopes, the beauties, the creativity, the imaginations. A whole new world is here for us. But as you have heard me say last year, we are going through this planetary birth canal. And for all us mothers who know this place, where the midwife grabs us and tells us to breathe and push <laughs> and to breathe again and to push. And then there's that moment in transition where we feel like we're dying and we just can't do it. And in that moment, sometimes we feel a fear or a doubt. We just can't. And then we're encouraged and we go again. So I believe that's such a wonderful analogy for the human race in this massive transition. And that we are in this labor of birthing. And the birth, <laughs> in this case, is a long birth. This isn't a 14-hour labor, as in my case, twice, or a seven-hour labor, or a four-hour labor, or a three-day labor for some. This is a long, long labor, and we need this resilience, and that all of us has a collective role to play in this labor. So if we anchor ourselves in the new now love, and we keep coming to that place when for sure there will be moments where we feel like we are dying. And yet, it's in that precise moment, if we look, we can see that we are in the transition. That we're beginning to see glimpses, just little glimpses that are huge, actually. But they're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, whether we like it or not. Where we're playing in this field or we're not playing, this is going to get bigger of what is wanting to be born. Take a breath. So just to notice the shift that you feel wherever you see it, maybe keep a journal. You know how we used to keep the um, gratitude journals. Maybe we keep a journal of the shifts that we're noticing in our day. This could be a whole new journal. The shifts we notice in our day in ourselves, in our community, in the world. Look for it, because it's here in our homes, our communities, our hearts. It's a kind of surge that is coming, inviting us to show up to our inner work. How am I gonna show up time and time again? Forget, feel bad about myself, feel I'm nothing, feel I haven't done it right, call a friend, get up again every time we get up and re-aim our arrows into the collective, the arrows of our heart, we get up stronger. And the message is that all of us are going to do it together. 
This is what I call meeting the changes, responding to love, setting our sails, knowing our inner knowing, living our own ways of truth, creating peacefulness and following intuition. And we need each other, we need community. We need our soul groups, our soul friends to come together in a unified way to support each other. And this is not to deny all the issues that are going on from this, the difficulties, the isolation, the loneliness. You know, we're human, we're, we're tribal, we want to connect. And I'm sure, like many of you know, that there will be additional, we know what's going on in mental health, long-term effects, especially on our darling young the closing of their worlds, the bars, the restaurants, the parks, their clubs, social activities. There is so much alienation, so much disturbance, so much anger, holidays being restricted, not being able to move. This is the, the Saturn part in Aquarius, restriction. All that is there and I will never deny that. In my one-to-one -one practice, I'm working with this every day with people. But within all this, I urge us to look at what is being born. Looking at the bud that is bursting through. Looking at the new way of becoming. Understanding that we are coming into a time of heightened creativity, potential, a new thrust into our mental bodies. This is not our brain, it's not our minds. It's a higher resource and a new way of being. For sure, COVID is very near to us. My own daughter got COVID, my best friend got COVID. I know many others that have had it and it's close to us. And I'm deeply sorry in this community if you've been sick, or if a loved one has been ill, or indeed if friends of yours or family has passed, I'm truly sorry. But again, I want to say that we are in the tide of change and for change to happen, something was gonna go down. And what has gone down is COVID-19. The blocks of separation and the old ways of living are being dismantled. And the new world is calling deeply from our hearts for a new set of values. And again, we are learning that you are part of me and you are the next one that I meet as part of me that I don't even know yet. We are all part of the same thing. So we need everyone, myself most included, to keep looking at what stories we are willing to let die in order for new possibilities to be born. And the accountability, the, the accountability journal of what we are letting go of. And right now as well, right on time, right on cue, <laughs> in comes the metal ox, right on time for us. 
And this will be bringing, bringing another energy into us that we can really um, get nourished from because the ox itself is slower, reliable, dependable, grounded, is a builder, has resilience, the capacity through labor, the ox will help us to keep going and to keep going. It's not the fast speed of the metal rat last, last year. So the metal ox offers us the strength to build on power and purpose with diligence, uh, dependability, patience, determination, and, and how we can bring this solidness, this intelligence into our body and bringing this stamina to keep going through this strong, strong birth canal. The ox is also going to help us with our leadership qualities. You know, the ox just steadies and pulls and leans, leans on. And also within, you know, there's a simplicity and a structure, a strong structure. And also with this metal ele element, um, which is still very much about grief and letting go and releasing, releasing, releasing. But perhaps the most important thing to say within all this is the only work that will ultimately bring any good to any of us is the work in contributing to the healing of our world. This is not an era of building huge fortunes and piling things up and storing things. The shift in focus needs to be for all of us is how do we contribute to the healing of the world? And we are here for reason, born for these times, I believe, to contribute to a more beautiful world and coming out of selfishness, singularity, and dreaming, reimagining together. So we meet today on Valentine's Day in this Aquarian new world with the coming of the ox, 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 <laughs> chop. <laughs> And we are amongst so many energy patterns and frequencies, as well as everything that's going on here. So be kind to yourself. And sometimes it is hard to find our way through, which is why all these incredible events, this is a blessing, all the events that we can go to right now online with extraordinary communities and teachers coming together so that we forge our way through out of these old patterns of old densities and watch this new structure, this new birth. And some of us may feel light and inspired and others may feel scared, fearful, trapped, angry. It's okay, we're releasing, we're releasing. Trust, please trust that you are okay in yourself. We are in a planet of incredible diversity and no one is wrong here. But how are we rising up to meet these changes? 
So my work, my belief is that we become heart-based creatures, that we inhabit, learn to inhabit the heart, which is a stronger field than the brain. So we learn to come more from the heart. And we allow the heart and intuition to inform the mind and how to connect from that place. It's a kind of departure from this old world of having to know everything. Jacques, I was listening to yesterday saying something about we're giving up the need to be right all the time. We simply don't have to be right all the time. It's such a strain and it's such a stress. You can let that one go. That's actually a huge relief and release. The brain, you know, which is always analytical, problem solving, worried, restless. The, the heart and the intuitive is more porous, like a, brings a, a steadiness, a, a, a connection, a warmth. So we are deepening here as peoples, I hope, to come into a heart space. Caroline Mice said something which I um, talked about months ago in Sunday Sanctuary, but I want to repeat it because I think it's so relevant. And she said that all life breathes together. We are the engines of change. We are in this journey of life together. Everything Buddha taught us is, is that we are one system. And this is heightened by the significance of how we treat each other. We can no longer, or we are beginning to understand that we can no longer treat each other as though we are not the same person as we are. What I do to one, I do to all. What I do to one, I do to all. This is Aquarian responsibility. When you look at your own body, how have you treated yourself as a micro-earth? Aquarian responsibility. How you understand nature and what happens to one cell is communicated in the whole fabric of life. What is one is whole. We are an interconnected system of life. And this is how it's always being, except somehow we radically turned our attention to breed, divide, conquer, separation, controlling through fear, controlling through dominance. Well, take a breath. We can go in two ways. Actually, we can go in a multiple of ways. But for this conversation, we either go down the route of compliance and agreement with the old, or we resource energy. Sorry, I'm just seeing if anybody's taping me. Often people are calling me there to saying you're going on for too long. But anyway, sorry. So we either, <laughs> we either go down the route of compliance or and everything we've been told, or we dig deep into our personal visions and create a new truth for you and a new way thus to be. 
and the time of acting small is over. And all of us, according to the alignments that we're aligning to, are being cleared of our limiting beliefs. We are evolving. The whole show is evolving. We can be part of it. We can watch it as much as we can watch destruction. Our gifts, our powers, and our wholeness are pulling us forward. So in our days, it's super important not to get stagnant, not to implode, to keep moving your energy creatively, playfully, emotionally, move your energy as much as you can. I loved what Emma Cannon wrote the other day when she said, um, keep strong in your own inner beliefs and choices. You choose how you perceive your reality. You choose where you see, where you matter, where you, what you live and what you share. Stay grounded and centered in peace as much as you can, holding neutrality. Visualize what you want to see in your life and in the world. Get crystal clear on how it feels and how it looks for you. You, 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 you see the dream. You take action then on making that dream your reality. You love yourself deeply, devotedly through it all. Love yourself deeply and devotedly through it all. This is so important. Fill yourself up. You are key. You build trust in yourself. And we are made for these times. And to trust that in this next dimension, just beside us, we do have everything we need. Even though the outside world is saying, no, grab on, hold, attach, don't let go, be in the drama, be in the fear. That's a feeding mechanism. Laurie Ladd said, really cleverly, she spoke about us being on a field, that every human being is on a field. Every single human being has a frequency that pulsates out from our bodies. And this frequency is part of the entire human collective. So every human body standing on the field together in one unified field of consciousness creates a frequency for the entire human collective. This is knowing, this is self-esteem for the new, knowing this, that we are creating a frequency within ourselves. We matter for the whole human collective. That you are sovereign, we are becoming sovereign. You have your own ways, your own beliefs, your own truths. This is absolutely the Aquarian way. You have your own thoughts, um, behaviors, which part contributes and participates into this whole collective. So again, whatever you are thinking, doing, feeling is a frequency that is pulsating for your, from your body and it plays a role in the collective. All our thoughts, all our agreements contributes to this one unified field that the human 
um, collective is shifting. The more we come together to think and feel and be differently, we are shifting this old matrix. This is where our power lies. Often we can't get up on voices, on boxes, or run huge companies to bring change or be a, a public leader. But this needlework is the importance, I believe, to know that your life and everything you do as one unified field to the collective, to the human collective, shifts as we thread together. Our bodies are doing the work. We are constantly alchemicalizing and digesting consciousness. And our original design is not to struggle and being in pain. And as we keep going through these birth canals or the birth canal and leave behind victimhood, fear, so much trauma wrapped into this blessed planet, so much shock. And as we enter and keep stepping up and releasing and digesting consciousness, a bit like those Pokemon. <laughs> Do you remember all of us that have children that came in and gobbled everything up? We pour the energy of love and joy and peace into our own inner lives. And we amplify good intentions and this assists so hugely in these times. This is our service to each other, to ourselves, to our beloved planet. And this message is coming through. There's a primordial wisdom, whether it be the serpent power or the dragon lines that are being lit up on our planet Earth grid and inside ourselves for sure. We are evolving. And we are being dismantled. And I do not personally believe that, that we have to be loud, that we have to riot, that we have to cause disturbance. We've talked about this many, many times. But we do have to claim back our own minds and our own understanding about what is your truth. And to look at ourselves to see if we're carrying frequencies of anger, judgment, control, greed, they're gonna be in us. We don't have to kill ourselves because we're carrying these things. We're gonna carry them as part of our 3D experience. And then we're making choices throughout our day. We are in our evolution, as you've heard so many times me say and so many others say. We are not in revolution. We are in evolution, aligning, pushing yourself. You have to push just a little to get to the next part and the next part and the next part. And your sovereignty is calling for your truth. It's so important. Please don't get into the rebel rising. It's not going to help. Don't blame, don't criticize, don't tear other people down, any of them. 
Leave them to get on with it and stay neutral. Do not waste your life energy grumbling, complaining, judging, tearing people down, responding from fear, getting into little hives of, oh, nobody's doing it right and what are we going to do? Be discerning and know what is right and what not to do, but don't go into those sorts of clusters. That's not going to lift these fields. We do not want to be in the energy of opposition. Please remember this. We do. This is not the new way to be in the energy of opposition. Ignorance and chaos of the old wants us to fight and wants us to disagree. Please let's step up and out and away from that. Let's not get into fight. Let's not get into flight. Let's stay with our own energy of what we know is right. And as I've said, as we get into these new consciousness more and more, we will begin to be talking much more about the we than the I. We keep removing ourselves from chaos and fear to find ways to generate more heart, more love, more light, more vision, more creativity, more playfulness, more joy. Stay away from chaos. In times of chaos, we are at our most vulnerable to be sunk back into it. And this will activate all the reptilian um, survival mechanisms, fear, fight, flight, freeze. So we need to keep soothing and finding inner safety and to drop and seek the quietness of our souls to drop and seek the silence and the quietness of our souls. So the division and separation is an illusion of old that has camouflaged and put us to sleep and has been the almighty distraction that is coming down. We are all one people. We are interconnected to all streams of consciousness and we come back in time to the possibility of the holy of the holy. So take a breath. Thank you for listening to me. I know it's tough, but it's also so beautiful. And if we could come together as often as we can to paint the tapestry of the heart, the Edenic states of consciousness, where beauty and compassion and love is written into our DNA and it has always been here. We've just been smashed and divided into a world that can no longer serve us. So take a breath and I would love to invite a few friends to talk to you and um, for you to join in with any comments you might like to bring from your own wisdoms and your own contributions. And we're going to start with um, Jack, who uh, is a breath worker, uh, has been uh, trained shamanically 
um, since I think 1995 um, in Peru and Brazil. Um, Margit is going to put some details of his work in, in the chat. Super recommended his work. So Jacques, welcome. And just inviting you to share anything you would like yes, in this group. Absolutely. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me today. And I really love the space that you create. I love your words. They're so poetic and wise. <laughs> um, and I think that's what we need. You know, we, we don't only need facts, we need poetry. And um, that's, I think that's one of the challenges that we live with now. And I, you know, I, I'm currently living in Brazil, originally Australian and South African. I've lived in France, you know, so I've moved around a lot. And, um, you know, living in Brazil at this time, it's February, which is Carnival Month in Brazil. And um, so my theme for this month with the work that I'm doing is sort of the god Dionysius. I really love um, mythology and, you know, because mythology is a poetic way of understanding life and ourselves and our psychology. It doesn't need to be with you know, scientific words. It's, it's, a, it's a poetic understanding of human character. But um, what I love about Dionysius is he, or Bacchus, as he's also known, he's very much like the Hindu god Shiva, um, who's actually a pre-Hindu god. Um, and, you know, Dionysius is also a pre, you know, sort of classical Greek god. Um, the beauty of Dionysius is that he is the god of liberation, not necessarily, you know, as you were saying, the rabble-rouser style of liberation, but connecting to ecstasy. And through our own ecstasy and bliss, we allow ourselves to emerge. And that is through joy, that is through laughter, that is through altered states of consciousness. You know, Dionysius mm -hmm. is kind of known as the god of wine, which I think is a kind of a superficial understanding of him. Uh, Dionysius is the god of entering ecstasy. And the Greek word ecstasy um, is ecstasis, which means to stand outside oneself. And, when, and that's not to lose oneself. It's actually to stand outside yourself and to be able to observe and to see um, who you are, first of all, without the filter of your ego. So you can kind of stand next to yourself and look back on yourself and say, oh, look, that's what I'm doing wrong or that's what I'm doing right. And also when we're standing outside of ourselves, we can look ahead and that means we can have greater vision of what lies ahead. We don't have the ego playing us all the time. And I think, I think that's such a beautiful lesson for us at this time is to stand outside where our ego is thinking about what the world is becoming or what, you know, how we are restricted. And um, as we do this, we can not only observe ourselves, but we can get a sense of our truth when we enter that ecstatic state, which could be through breath work, it could be through shamanic ceremonies, it can be through going out and having fun, you know, it can be through, you know, running wild for a little bit, you know, not you know, getting away from the desk and the computer and just doing something that's absolutely out of our comfort zone. We come really come back to ourselves. We kind of need to lose ourselves to be able to come back to ourselves in many ways. And, um, that is the path of bliss. And I think um, just, you know, in terms of the work that I do, you know, my focus really is on, uh, I call it visceral transformation. You know, I think we can transform with our heads and with our thought processes. It's very important. 
but we really need to get into our bodies. We need to transform on a very deep level within ourselves. And the body, the cells, the subconscious mind needs to get it. And for me, that's why breathwork is just one of the most powerful uh, ways to do this is simply by changing our breath, we change our mindset, we change our emotional state. And we go into this ecstasis, this, this ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not intellectual. Mm-hmm. We can have intellectual insights, but we get it. Our body resonates with this different energy. When our body resonates, regardless of what the head's saying, mm-hmm. we then attract um, that energy that we've shifted into, into our lives. And I think that's, uh, that's one of the the great opportunities we have in this time where things are so much in flux and the old systems no longer work or we don't have hope of them working the way they used to. In this time, we have an opportunity to, through the chaos, to allow our new lives to emerge. We don't have those set structures that kind of imprison us. Now Mm -hmm. we are able to create. So, you know, as they say, times of chaos are also times of great opportunity. And Absolutely. This Absolutely. is the time for us to, to really get conscious about our manifestation, to mm. really think about what is the world that I'm moving into, what today in what I'm doing today is going to contribute to this new world that I'm manifesting. And, you know, I always say manifestation is, is, is several things. And I, I always use the Holy Grail as a model for this, and I think it might be an interesting little model that people can use. You know, the Holy Grail is a cup, so it's a cup made of gold or whatever, a chalice. The Holy Grail holds the, the blood of Christ in Arthurian mythology, but you know that is a, a holy substance. And then the Grail is holy; it's not just a cup. So that brings in the spiritual. So you know, when we're manifesting, we need to have the container, which is the cup. That could be our bodies. That's our physicality. We have that holy blood, which represents our emotional state, you know, creating an exalted emotional state, respecting our emotions and healing. You know, that 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 proverbial blood is is the blood of healing. It's the panacea that heals all things. And then to bring in the holiness, the holiness of the grail, Uh which is kind of the X factor, that something (laughs) beyond. So, you know, when we've got our containers right, when we allow the medicine in to heal us, when we let that holiness in, we become incredibly powerful magicians because yeah. we are in that sort of balance. So in terms of manifestation, that's really about, you know, let's get our lives in order. So let's be healthy. Let's be abundant. Let's bring in the medicine and the, the, the watery state, which is our emotional relationship states they need to be balanced and we need to be in love with ourselves with others with our community and then we need to bring in the divine we need to bring in that otherness that that vastness of the divine so that we can be guided and have faith and of course you know this time is the time of cultivating faith more than than any other time we've kind of been in and faith is a difficult one you know faith you've got to jump off the edge of the cliff and you've got to trust that you're going to land okay. And mm-hmm. that's a hard one to cultivate because mm-hmm. we have to trust our own wings. We have to trust our own ability to listen and to listen to the divine, to listen to the guidance that comes to us. 
Thank you so much. You're the richness that you bring. And also, sorry, I cut you off. You were going to say, this is the time. I'm just, this is the time. So well, this, <laughs> this is the time. This is the time perhaps to sort of, you know, stand at the edge of the cliff to think that we're, you know, human monkeys. But as we jump, we actually realize we are soaring eagles and we actually do have wings. We didn't realize we had oh, wings. Beautiful. And we were pushed off the edge of the cliff by, you know, whatever. Um, you know, when we are forced to jump and free fall, then we can kind of find that we have wings. Maybe we're angels rather than eagles, you know, and then we can yeah. sort of For sure. and For find, sure. our, find our way ahead. I really absolutely love and respect your rich language and your mythological studies and all that you bring. And I'm really hoping that you will come and do the Evolving Woman Retreat with me and we can bring people into anybody that wants to join this very deep embodied experiences, because what you're saying is, you know, if we understand our place in the world and then how do we embody all these changes that we're asking for. So super rich to listen to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank bless you, you for having me and I love this space. Thank you. Yeah. Bless you. And before I go on, Ben, I was going to ask you if you wanted to talk sweetheart, Ben, darling, is, would you like to say anything, Ben? Would you like yeah, to sure. add your sure. wonderful, wonderful wisdom? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Fiona, Jack. Thank you for the lovely words. Um, yeah, well, firstly, as always, Fiona, thank you for having us all here. It's always uh, wonderful to come together and to hear the beautiful, wise words. And I totally second Jack's sentiments about kind of very poetic, as always, you know, just got such a lovely way with your words, which always land just right. Um, so I haven't actually spoken to you, obviously we've been in touch just on WhatsApp and whatnot, but you've actually touched upon a few of the things, but I guess like um, that's good because we're sort of on a similar hymn sheet. So um, just I'll share a few reminders that are found useful. I'm sure that most of us kind of have maybe thought about this, but again, it's good to hear things again. So secondly, Jacques, I really like um, what you said, you know, ultimately, we have at a deep level, we've chosen to be here now, all of us, like our contract, we chose to be here. And exactly like you said, we're up on the cliff edge, we're right on it, and we're going to have to, we've got to take the leap of faith and to trust in the process. We've got every, you know, we, us right now, have got to being here through thousands of years, through all sorts of adversity. And there have been many, many challenges in the past. And we are here. We're living proof of evolution and of survival. So firstly, to trust the process. Um, secondly, again, I'm hearing and it just makes total sense. What's the one thing we can control is our sovereignty here and here and now and every now moment, not the future. We'll freak ourselves out highly likely if we get too wrapped up in what the future is going to look like. The past is done. We're here now and we can we can be sovereign in every single given now moment. Um, personally, I like something that I have am working on is just judgment in general. And we all have that to greater or lesser extents. As you say, we're all perfectly imperfect as humans. But something um, that I really liked that I heard was everybody is playing their role. So even the people that we maybe have the most reticence or um, 
resistance against or we see people in the media or politicians or these big, you know, all governing, all powerful megalomaniacs, they're playing a role. They have also incarnated and they need to play their role to help this mass awakening that is ex exactly what we're going through. And any of us who've worked um, with healing or in medicine circles, when you go and sit in ceremony for two nights or whatever healing we do, it's not often, it's very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> to say, and all sorts of things come up, but that's what we're doing. We're purging individually when we're doing the medicine or often doing healing or trauma. But right now, as a collective, we are having, or I, I believe, and it's what I've heard and it resonates with me. Again, it's many different truths. This may or may not land with you, but we're going through a mass awakening and a mass collective purge. And we were for a long, long period of time, just slowly, slowly, slowly moving. And now we've come to this, this event, let's call it, and this point right now, and we've been nudged. Okay, we can move faster than this. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, maybe unfortunately, whichever way we look at it, not every single spirit and incarnation is going to make it through. But that is their calling as well. We are here individually to help raise and shift the collective, which is the wonderful work that you're doing uh, and we're doing being here. And also just that whole thing about judgment. If we come back into the David Hawkins calibration pyramid, just in, in every now moment, just to really trust our instinct of what is that person, uh, media, that information, that platform, where's it calibrating? And anything that's at the bottom, which is most almost all of the mainstream media, fear, resentment anger judgment criticism condemning and you've said you, we know this stuff but to really choose what you know on everything there's just a scale of love and fear ultimately love and fear the simple question what would love do now what would love do now if love means just lying in bed and just being i need to be solid in solitude and i need to be quiet and have my yeah. space so be it if it's love would stand up and it would speak my truth even if it means 90 people out of 100 not not necessarily agreeing with me if i'm in my sovereignty so speaking my truth so what would love do now i think really important and again just anything that lifts up us into those calibrations of joy love understanding compassion so water um again drinking lots of water and especially actually before bed because there's uh, what i've heard and again it resonates with me is there's a, a lot of light is trying to come down into this dense, our bodies are dense physical bodies. And there's a lot of light trying to make its way and it is making its way into this kind of plane right now and into our bodies. We need to help that whole process for ourselves and for the collective by making sure that our bodies are as liquid, as light as possible. So just things that help the system to move. And there's a lot of downloads coming down at nighttime when we're yeah. asleep just the metaphor of the the cocoon the butterfly okay the caterpillar goes in right now we're in the cocoon quite metaphorically and you talked about this i think back in august or september but just to remind ourselves we are literally cooped up at home we're in our cocoons things are breaking down around us so again with our sovereignty 
what are we choosing? Are we choosing to look at what's breaking down over here? Or just by the sovereignty and the choice of our focus, can we turn this way and say, how exciting is this? What an amazing new unknown horizon and new world we are we are birthing into process and exactly like jack just said and yourself yona what are we bringing into our co-creation what are we putting into what this could all mean what an amazing look people are standing up and just finally you know and i, I read this yesterday I'll, I'll send it to you to fiona so you can send it out but it's about an abusive relationship so the governments and the media if we just take away governments or media and there's a good list of things and it was like he did this to me he did this to you, he did this to me it's a really abusive relationship so just to be aware of it without the judgment and say with my choices this is what we're creating this is what I'm standing for mother Teresa said I won't march against when she was asked to march against the um the war I won't march against because what you resist persists but when you walk for freedom I will lead you. So the same for us to start standing for what we want over here, pulling away our energy and our focus from the things that no longer serve us. Okay, let's shop local. Let's uh, use Telegram. The things that we have been using, which are part of the censorship, let's start using them less and less. As new people who are of our liking, who are co-creating a better future where they believe in democratic debate being able to discuss as adults without being censored and being told what we can and can't think be and do we all start voting with our feet with our time and our energy to create this beautiful world which is what we are moving into aho brother aho <laughs> thank you darling thank you for yeah. your passion and for your your wisdom and all your support that you give to all of us thank you so much and just a little side note on this, that all the Sunday Sanctuary um, recordings will be available normally by the end of the week. And you can always find them in Spotify or YouTube or um, a place to hear resources. So and that's all come from Ben's loving kindness and helping me and so many of us get this work out. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Have a lovely week. Mary, my darling, did you want to say anything? Did you feel you want to say anything? There's no pressure, but did you feel you wanted to say anything, my love? This is my great friend and biodynamic colleague, creator of biodynamic medicine. Lots of my lovely biodynamic co colleagues are on here this morning to see Jill holding strong just in my gallery. And I saw Karina and I know others of you are here. Mary, did you wish to say anything, my love? Yes, um, so inspiring as ever to hear you, Fiona, and also to hear Jacques and Ben. And um, my thoughts have been that that uh, these the creative ideas that it's still important that we we really do need further time to be. We're not ready to come out, as you say, of the cocoon. And we're in the cocoon. We really need further time, and we need further time for transformation to happen, and to not have to worry too much. That so if we are, if we know that we are in flow, and also that the we're in flow, the flow in in the body, biodynamic flow of life, energy, and fluids in the body, including blood and lymph and so on, 
that these things are settled while we're resting in natural great peace at home, uh, that there also is the flow of the universe or the cosmos or the planet, whatever, all, all of these levels beyond personal, and that we can somehow settle into that flow that something important is happening. And there's, there's important changes, you know, that are made somehow that the, that the, you know, that different things are happening. The unknown is the only thing that's known. The only thing we can know is that it's unknown. And we know what we know, and then we know what we don't know, but we don't know how much we don't know. In other words, it's being revealed, this wisdom of the universe, and you know, there's nothing we can do about it because we're so limited in what we think we know, and even what we don't know is nothing to do with what's really going on and what is coming to be revealed to us. So like, just set back, set, settle down, rest in natural gate peace, you know, settle down. I was thinking about, um, oh my God, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know what to do. And I, this Dusty Springfield song came to me. Um, I just don't know what to do with myself. Oh my God, you know, so I've gone and played and blasted it out. <laughs> we ought to do it. And then I thought, well, it's not a bad thing that I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It was just a realization. Uh -huh. And when I realized I don't know what to do, it was very good because I admit I admitted or could see that I don't have to know, but some there is some knowing or knowledge which is in this eternal supreme knowledge, which in a way has been, you know, imbued to us somehow, you know, through you know, through the fields, through the unified field, through the zero field, I want to say, when nothing's happening, we're just in peace and seeing what's going yeah. on in the cosmic yeah. field, the quantum field, and, you know, just to download it, download it. Um, and I think also that the, the only thing also, the uncertainty is the only thing that's certain, you know? And that um, that change is constant, you know, we've got to realise that all these things are somehow and that we we have to take nothing for granted anymore. You know, that the, the only thing... Appreciation. Is appreciation, take nothing for granted, but just be with and... Um, be with and feel the exquisite nature, as, as Jacques said, and the kind of deeper things, you know, the deeper connections to the Holy Grail, to the feeling of um, being primed or being prepared in a way for the show, which is going to go on, it's not on yet. <laughs> you know, Beautiful it's not on, but we're getting there. And uh, that the deliciousness in a way, Mm -hmm. The feeling of not not just that things are good, but things are delicious. Mm, that's the ecstasy. That, that um, things are exquisite, and that relationships are you know really important and take nothing for granted, and find ways to you know to put words on this new experiences and expressions, and what an incredible time we're having. Absolutely, my love. Absolutely. Time so, I, I'm here in Ireland, and um, I've given up sort of wondering when, when will, when will I see you again? 
when we were chef pressing moments. And we're <laughs> just going to play. And all songs are coming up like poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Activation. <laughs> so I, I just feel like I'm getting my own little playlist from things and so on. So I just feel that's important. But I feel deeply moved. And um, and uh, and uh, you know stopped or arrested anyway from my own mental uh, anguish and anxiety and depression uh, and all these things that are happening are just to do with coming back to choice to choose that I am sovereign to say then and also the other thing the way I got out of I don't know what to do with myself was what I don't know what to do. Uh, was to make a choice and we've got the, the ability to choose the thoughts that we have absolutely and I chose to know I, I chose to know what I'm doing and I told whoever was listening to me at the time I, I know what I'm doing this was an incredible experience because it brought me into my sovereignty or my dignity. I actually know what I'm doing. Thank you. And uh, I know what I'm doing. And like it was just this in, important of the dignity and integrity of a human being. And I just think we need to have this kind of language as well. Beautiful. Not to know what's going on. And I know what I'm doing. I know what's happening. Lovely. Mary, thank you so thank you much. Yeah, everybody. Good morning and lovely to see you. Yeah, lovely to see you and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Okay. Faraz, did, did you want to say anything? Or does anybody else want to share anything about this moment now in the community? Hi, Fiona. Calling from Bali. <laughs> yes. Sorry for the super soft lighting. That's the lighting I have. I look very mysterious. I can see. Yes. <laughs> you are so. arriving from the mystery. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 taking off from what Mary was saying, I think for me also, personally, <coughs> the theme of letting go has been very, very strong and kind of brought about in ways which have been pleasant and also sometimes not so pleasant. And... Uh, like last week, I think uh, I shared on my social media that there's, a, there's a, two lines from Rumi. He said, there is a secret medicine given only to those who hurt so hard they cannot hope. The hopers would feel slighted if they knew. So, and there is a truth to that. There, there is there is a kind of deep letting go which happens when even hope cannot hold you. And then, and then you really deeply... And then there is kind of a dark tunnel that you were talking about, a bit of a dark night of the soul. But then if you go through it, willingly or unwillingly, then something does catch you. And that is something which I am realizing more and more how how letting go is a theme which, which has become very prominent for me and also for a lot of people collectively that I am seeing. So that is one. And, um, and I was thinking, what can I share? So because today is Valentine's Day, there, there's this uh, beautiful short love poem that uh, I've loved. And it's a very famous poem. But the interesting thing is, 
once i was doing my meditation and then i realized this is the most amazing prayer that i have ever heard so it was originally apparently written as from a man to a woman but when i looked at it from a more of a more universal for a human to a divine perspective i was like wow so i'll just i'll just share that with you thank you i'm sure most of the people on this call already know it is ee e. cummings i carry your heart with me so it's about trust it's about letting go it's about the eternal summer of the soul so he says i carry your heart with me i carry it in my heart i'm never without it anywhere i go you go my dear and whatever is done by only me is your doing my darling i fear no fate for you are my fate my sweet i want no world for beautiful you are my world my true and it's you or whatever a moon has always meant and whatever a sun will always sing is you and here is the deepest secret nobody knows here is the root of the root and the bud of the bud in the sky of the sky of a tree called life which grows higher than a soul can hope or a mind can hide and this is the wonder that's keeping the stars apart i carry your heart i carry it in my heart so so exquisite <laughs> thank you i sometimes use it as my meditation and my prayer oh for us what a lovely nectar for today thank you will you put the name of it in the chat so we i will i'll do it just now yeah and it's so lovely to see you super thank, special thanks very much everybody got so excited when they said bras bras was after us originally in india when when i gave oh yes nodding of the heads when we give our beautiful retreats there all right would any thank you would anybody else like to offer anything okay uh, hello thank you zanda Hi. <laughs> I I just wanted to say uh I I'm really loving this especially because you're talking of of what do you say not fighting war but running towards peace and freedom and I think a lot of what I'm seeing um from younger people is they're talking about matters that they find very important to themselves and um causes that they want to fight for and I see them get so angry and upset because they're trying to convey their message their 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 viewpoint spread this idea of love and acceptance but they're doing it with such anger um and hurt because they they hope to see it and then they're hurt when they don't mm. and so they lash out to try and spread what seems to be a message of positivity but with such anger in their voice and it becomes a very hard message to hear and it and it seems to lose um i would say some of that authenticity and that feeling of of catching because it's hard it's hard to support and to to see someone hurt and angry and say oh that's something i want to share mm -hmm. that's something that that i want to catch and so it's so wonderful to hear us talk of hard times but of 
of running towards joy and freedom and all of these things instead of this idea of turning back and fighting with something that's bad, right? Turning back and and giving back of this 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 unpleasantness, this this difficulty. So it's so wonderful to to feel that that positivity, that idea that you can you can put out the you can put out goodness to to fix the issues, and it's not about lashing back out. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay. So then let's just come back to settle into ourselves and just, you know, be uh, nourished by all the contributions that we've heard this morning. And um, just to... Uh, yeah, just to reiterate that all these recordings will be back um, available again at the end, towards the middle of next week on Spotify, YouTube, or A Place to Heal resources. Just to consider that we may live a perfectly ordinary life in the world, but our interior life is anything but ordinary, and it's so full of richness. So really thanking you for turning up. I hope this was supportive. Thank you, Jacques. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Margita, for holding all this techno world, which I so don't understand. Thank you. Thank you, Faraz. Thank you, Zander. Thank you all. And I wish you a really beautiful, beautiful, day of love where we keep entering into the stream of birthing our world into love and unity and all that is being created for us right now so if we just want to close by putting both our hands over our hearts just push slightly against your chest so maybe you can feel the rhythm of your heart space. Feel the rhythm of this pulse, this strong, personal, but also universal heartbeat that guides us. And allow the heart as you feel it just to carry its nutrition, to bless your body and to bless your thoughts. And in the moment that we join in the heart, let us illuminate the heart, like see the heart shining strong out into the collective from a place of compassion, understanding, loving awareness, instead of anger or rage or fear or having to be right. Let the heart relax, let you relax. Let us soften, let us let go. And in this moment, in this group, in this tribe, let us feel our connection to each other.
one magical pulsating heartbeat. Let us take what is good in our life and use it to help others. And let us cultivate today on Valentine's Day, the wisdom of the heart and allowing that to settle us and drink us in so that we may feel safe within ourselves, sovereign within ourselves, connected to our own alignments in ourselves, having deep relationship with ourselves. May we settle, be still, be silent, and make room for ourselves. This is such a huge and yet simple task to really make room for yourself between the tensions and the rigidities and the holdings. And really welcoming yourself in as many minutes of the day as you can. Welcoming yourself home back to you. Grounded, earthed, present in all of you that the heart can carry and digest. It's so powerful. You can bring your shadows to the altar of the heart. The heart can carry and digest and process life so powerfully. Just feel the energy of each other. Feel the communion of this day, of these last two hours. Feel the willingness to turn up, the willingness to respond, the willingness to come, happy, sad, tired, across the world in different times. All this is the greatness of these moments where we can really come together to nourish. Let us not take anything for granted. We are tender as we are growing and we are all turning up in the ways that we can turn up. Just allowing yourselves to soften into that richness. Carry your own strong hearts forward. You are the agents of change. You have everything you need for this moment. Everything we need to be able to transform. And we have each other. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this episode, please do comment, like, subscribe and share so that we can collectively assist more people in these times. Please ensure that you are on our mailing list via www.theoregoprogram.com 
to stay connected and informed for future Sunday Sanctuary announcements. Be well and look after yourself. Sending you our blessings. Goodbye for now.